1: Get on that night. I'm winning. I'm winning the average. I'm about to win the world again. I'm pretty sure I am. Yep. Mm-hmm. 93. In the middle of the ride, my body just goes limp. Mm. I hit the ground and I'm literally paralyzed. I can't move. Yeah. I'm there. I'm laying there in the arena. And Dr. Freeman comes out and I'd say, I must have broke my neck. I said because I can't feel anything. I can't move anything. Oh man. Mm. And you think you think getting on Bodacious is scary? Nah. Yeah. When you can't get up and move that's scary uh, oh yeah and what it did I had a you know I had a had a herniated disc and when you get too much pressure on your spinal cord it just shuts off oh wow and luckily you know there was no damage yep. and then, so it came back but I need surgery right away Michael Gond comes in to the to the, mm. the to the ER and he said you know how you doing he said Are you happy with you know, the doctors and Dr. Freeman Luckily, there was a guy, I think his name was Mark Haynes, but He's a very. Bad, right. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a badass yep. surgeon. So they did surgery on me the next day. I'm in the hospital probably about, I don't know, maybe three, three or four days. Every day before Mr. Gone went to work and every day after he got off of work, he came, he came to my hotel room. Or, or not Where to my hospital. To hospital? Room, and checked on me every day. And so whenever they let me out, he came, picked me up. In a limo, his limo, he drove. Yeah. Drove me uh, straight to the airport, put me on his jet, flew me home.
2: We keep the NFR throwback rolling from 2019 with Rockin' Robbie Hodges and I when we hung out with four-time world champ and pro rodeo hall of famer, Tough Hedeman. Tough chats with us about the early days of NFR in Vegas, the Jim Sharp and Sage Kimsey comparisons, and riding bodacious. Enjoy our conversation with Tough Hedeman.
0: Finding your custom NFR experience in Las Vegas just got a lot easier. New this year is a resource that links you to every hotel offer. At NFRExperience.com forward slash stay your way, you can shop for the hotel that best fits your plans. Everything is there. Information on viewing parties, concerts, price, transportation, location, and so much more, all in one place. Go to NFRExperience.com forward slash stay your way. One Vegas, stay your
2: way. Hello everyone, this is Benji Bendele, Wrangler National Finals Rodeo Music Director, and this is NFR Extra. Four-time world champion and Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame bull rider, Tuff Hedeman is a living legend and one of the most recognized cowboys in the world. He is an avid supporter of the bull rider as a professional athlete. He won the PRCA Bull Riding World Championship three times as well as adding a 1995 PBR world title. Hedeman is a Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame and Bull Riding Hall of Fame inductee. He is also one of the co-founders of the professional bull riders. He has been known for being the best friend of rodeo icon Lane Frost. Tuffy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You've been coming to Vegas a lot. How important is Vegas to the state of rodeo, whatever event it may be? Not even the NFR. I'm just across the board.
1: Vegas is rodeo. Yep. You know, it's it's where all the biggest events are, and uh, you know, from the national finals to the you know to the World Series team roping championships to you know, now they've got the Wrangler Junior NFR, and it's uh, you know. You You got the the PBR. You got it's uh, when it it comes to rodeo and bull riding. Vegas is the spot. Doesn't matter whether you're whether you ride or you own bulls or you're a bullfighter, you're an announcer. You always want to end up in Vegas because that's that's where that's where the real that's where it goes down.
2: Yeah. So you won your first gold buckle in '86 when your best friend and late traveling partner Lane Frost won the NFR average. What, I mean, like, that meant something. What, what did that mean to you?
1: Well, the, the first time I won it was a, a relief because in 85, the first year the NFR was in Vegas, I came in with a huge lead, $10,000 lead. I rode my first five. Uh, if it had been over that day, I would have won the world by 35000
2: Oh, man. I got oh, bucked wow. off
1: three of my next five. I ended up riding seven out of ten. Uh, Ted, Ted News beat me the last day. So I had the lead for 11 and a half months, and in hindsight, it's probably the biggest choke job in the history of sports. I blew, oh. a, I blew a lead that would be like being up Buffalo, twenty 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 one. Po- yeah, yeah, yeah. be like be up twenty one points in the fourth quarter with three minutes left,
2: and how about lose. Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, the Falcons. Thank you. What, I knew you were going to throw that, the Falcons that, that. and, and lose.
1: So it, it really it, it was that it was I blew that big a lead, and I came back the next year in 86. and uh, I had a fifteen thousand dollar lead coming in. And I got bucked off my first two bulls, and everybody's looking at me like he's doing it again. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he's choking again. Yeah, he yeah. can't breathe, you know. And so I went on. Uh, I rode eight straight, placed on six, and won my first title. And again, that was just more of a relief than anything. That it's it's a uh, you know Vegas in the NFR. It's it's a roller coaster of emotions. You win the round one night and you feel like you're invincible, and you get yeah. thrilled the next night and know that you just absolutely suck and the next <laughs> night comes again and you just you just never know you have to try to keep yourself in check and uh don't get too excited or too disappointed too early just give yourself a chance I bet you have, have to push day.
3: pause like if something like that happens where you maybe you get bucked off a cub and you have to learn that even out on the road I mean
2: cuz to forget a, it right well it's yeah. you know
3: you, you just have to
1: you know, you know for me is the main thing about Vegas is just Try to stay healthy, and yeah. it's kind of a sports cliche: Take them one at a time, and yep. that's really what what you have to do because every night's a different, you know, different type of, of, of bull. You know, for instance, you know, we're we're in day three here. The first night, we're just outstanding bulls that you know they rode. I think they rode nine, yep. but every guy had a legitimate chance to ride. They were just the kind of bulls that you, if you're NFR caliber, if you made it here, you're supposed to be able to ride them. Last night. The bulls were just, and you know, as I said on the telecast, you know, they're they were the in, you know they're part of the NFL, the no fun league. Yep. The, if they were people, you know, they would be the kind of people that your parents would say, stay away from those guys. The thugs. They're, they're 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 bad influences. You know, you yeah. don't go camping with them because they'll steal your sleeping bag and help you look for it. You know, they're just exactly. Play cards with them. They deal off the bottom. You know, they're just not you know they're just thugs. They, they they know how to buck everybody off,
3: and you know they wind up riding only three bulls last night. That's funny. It it is when I when I was riding bareback courses like that, and you know, it takes one bull to either get you started back on a great path, or one bull to ruin about two months of good riding. Doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's
1: crazy. It, 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 this is it, this is a different you know the dynamic of the NFR is something you just never face anywhere else.
2: Yeah. So where did you stay your first couple of years uh, in oh. Vegas?
1: The, the, the first year I think that we stayed at the uh, the Sands
2: oh nice okay yeah and yeah and yeah. uh,
1: you know, wow we, we stayed I think the next year was old school maybe Fort Queens nice F- the Flamingo Hilton yep you know I, I stayed pretty much everywhere but the, the the place when the NFR first started that everybody hung out was uh, downtown at the Horseshoe at Binion's Benny Binion if you were a if you're a rodeo cowboy and if you're at the NFR, you know, carte blanche. I mean, that's
2: what you, I, That's you, what they you, were saying. You, yeah, you, yeah. Could, you
1: know, he'd say, "Come on down." You never have to stand in line. There'd be a line out the door. You never have to stand in line. He'd feed you, nice. put you up, give you a room, and it, it, it was it was it was good times. You know,
3: that's so funny because we had this earlier in you know? another podcast about we had Ryan Growney on, and Ryan used to say, you know, it went from the horseshoe. Went over to the Gold Coast. Well, the funny thing about that is, um,
1: you know, Benny single-handedly got the NFR from Oklahoma oh, yeah. City right. to Vegas. And, you know, I, I went to the my first NFR was in Oklahoma City. Nice. And it was fun and it was cool, but even as a contestant, I couldn't buy tickets for my family because it was sold out and they gave you one ticket a night. Wow. And so, literally, I'd have to go out. Front and try to buy tickets for, yeah, for my family I mean, before no. I would go ride and yep. and uh, the the purse that year was eight hundred fifty thousand and Benny said you know how much what are they riding for you he said eight fifty he said I'll just double it I'll, I'll put up a million seven
2: Vegas baby that's that's exactly what he said and so <laughs> it
1: became this kind of a a war of uh, Vegas versus Oklahoma City and you know Oklahoma City put out all these buttons and started wearing these buttons that said, uh, uh, don't don't gamble on Vegas. Mm. S- stay in OKC. And yeah. Danny Binion had buttons made that said, $1.7 million, ain't yeah. no gamble. <laughs> that, well, and, but think yeah. about
2: that. All they're doing is empowering him of what he's doing. That was the wrong move for Oklahoma City to promote that, right? Like, just, you
1: Yeah, know. you know, and, and so that was the, <laughs> And Be- and Vegas didn't know what they were getting oh, either. No, no, they they, they really didn't because. It, but it was a you know it was a slow time of year for them. and they thought you know what the heck they're going to try it and you know it didn't take long for it to take off out, out yeah, here. Yeah. It, it just didn't. Right. And you know when Benny, you know he told Michael, "Gone, I got this rodeo here. It's your job to keep
2: it." Yep. Oh and, wow, they've been doing that and they've done quite a yeah. job with it. Too. And that's
1: you know. We always say, you know, everybody went to, to, to the horseshoe. And then uh, Steve Fexer, who was uh, b yeah. grandson yep grandson, uh, he, he was working for Mr. Gone at the, at the Gold Coast. And he said, hey, come over and uh, have lunch with me where I work. And I went to the Gold Coast. And this was, you know, early, early 90s. And uh, wow. there wasn't a cowboy hat, one in there. Yep. Mm. And that's this was during the NFR, and so he said the next time you come to town, you stay with us. And uh, I've been I've been staying wherever Mister Gone is since then.
2: Do you stay at South Point during the rodeo? Always. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't stay anywhere else. But do you like? I mean, you're a popular guy. So do you stay in the room, or do you come about, go get some coffee, roam about the point? I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, out there they treat me like family actually they treat me better than my family probably <laughs> so it's uh you know the first thing i always do whenever i come to vegas is go to mr gone's uh, office and tell him hi and he's a, he's, a, he's a he's a
2: special guy he yeah is. so i got a question about this this is, and this is more about vegas and and the, the slim time that you guys perform in and this is the part that i can never wrap my mind around about how you guys have to stay focused whether it was the 80s 90s or today you ride for eight seconds and you got 24 hours to think about that. To another eight seconds, how do you handle the everything going on in this town and to stay with that? To come to the like, how do you bridge that gap with all the things go on with the 24 hours just for eight seconds?
1: You know, for, for, for me, it, it it wasn't hard. And <clears throat> there was a guy named Jerome Robinson. He qualified oh, yeah. for the NFR, I think, probably 12 or 13 times. And uh, whenever I. Was, or start putting on bull riding events. He he was the guy that hired, and I always looked up to him. And he gave me probably one of the best compliments. He said, "You know that I was the best in the moment guy that he'd seen because it didn't matter what I was doing, whether it was riding, whether it was doing an interview, whether it was at the party. I'm all in at that at yeah. that moment. You so are I, a and moment I, and, Caesar, and and, and right. I and I don't I don't really get distracted. So for me, you know, showing up and riding, you know." It wasn't. It wasn't like I said. It's only eight seconds. You know that's. Yeah. <clears throat> that's. It was funny because when I first started qualifying for the NFR, and you know I got married, you know my wife said, "Oh, you know, aren't aren't you gonna you know, go to the room and get some rest?" I said, "You know, you, you pretty much bust your ass all year long yep. to make it here." I said, "I'm not like, gonna. I don't. I don't. I mean, how much sleep you're gonna enjoy do, this? Do, yes. do you do you really need? It's uh, eight seconds." So I agree with so, that. So I, so I just I enjoy it. I go. I would go out and, whether go to a show go, go have a beer go play cards you know yeah. I was with Anheuser-Busch for 13 years so we always did a lot of promotions and yep. go around and you know meet you know owners and managers of, of different different places all over town and
3: just have fun. Yeah. That's I, I agree with that because I, I felt like even when I was and stuff. Now, and even in the in the clowning side of it, you can unfun yourself right out of this business. Do the things that get you here, and then it's just a continuation. It's ten more days. Yeah, I mean, it's. And I always tell them, I said, it's not a sleeping contest. I said, no. if it was, I'd have my ass in bed, and <laughs> yeah.
1: I sleep longer than anybody. Well, but it's right, just not. Those I, you know, rooms are pretty nice to sleep you know, in too. It's you know, I for gotta, me, it's I I I enjoy the fact that again, you bust ass all year long to get here, and so have fun. You know, you're out here to win, and you know but
2: yeah to don't,
3: me, don't change anything i mean when you
1: yeah, ride, I mean, yeah and everybody has you know the thing about rodeo and bull riding team riding, you know it's a very much an individual sport and everybody has their own different approach yeah. their own different ideas and you know to, to each their own you know for me
2: this is nfr extra and our guest today tough heat
0: Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan-to-fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit NFRExperience.com. The Yeti Junior World Final. He is back in Vegas. From December 2nd through 11th, the next generation of rodeo stars will compete at the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. Held daily inside the Wrangler Rodeo Arena. Visit NFRExperience.com for details. Hi, I'm eight-time world champion bull rider Donnie Gay, and you're listening to NFR Extra.
2: Tuff Hedeman is here on NFR Extra.
3: I remember back in the days when you used to come down to Florida. We do the winter runs down there and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're a hell of a team roper too. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm. Y'all a would team enter or... a bunch. We'd always see you or Roscoe <laughs> well, or somebody always entering it in, in Bronx too. You rode Bronx very well. What made you stop riding Bronx? Like when you were in college and stuff like that. What made you? Well, I actually, you know, I, I filled my permit in the Bronx riding. Right. Hmm.
1: And you know, the first couple of years I made the NFR, I entered the Bronx riding a lot, but you know, I was just good enough not to be good. You know, I was, gotcha. I was a good circuit guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I won second at Cheyenne, the Bronx Riding one year, won the all-around up there.
3: There's just something you didn't but, know. But, oh, but, totally.
1: I, but I've, uh, you know, I rode Bronx good, but I when the real guys showed up, Clint Johnson, Brad Germanson, oh, Jeff Bowers, hilarious. you know, I just wasn't as good yeah. as they were.
2: So, okay, but you're clearly a champion on the bull riding side. What? We actually had Stetson Ride on earlier over the summer, and he was explaining kind of the challenges – between the differences of you know bronc riding and, and bull riding, which one's harder? Which one has the different kind of? They're, they're,
1: they're just they're just very different. I think I think the learning process for bronc riding is is hard.
2: You get your ass kicked. That's what Stetson said.
1: Learning over, that. over and over. Yeah. Yeah. But but once you figure it out, it's it's really fun and it's it <laughs> yeah doesn't there's not a lot of stress on your body. Yep. Um, and it's fun. I loved riding broncs. I just wasn't good enough to yes. be. Yeah, yeah. An NFR guy.
3: That's what they say about that. The first time you get on a bronc, you take way too much rain. The second time, you don't take well, enough. It's just, <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: Um, but once I learned how to do it, I, you know, like I said I, I, w- I wish I w- would have been better, but I just, yeah. I just wasn't. Right. Well, that's uh, and, and, and and I and I roped, you know, you know, I won the, uh, high school, championship, uh, New Mexico high school championship. You got championship
2: blood, is what you got, tough. Yeah.
1: You know? So. I love to rope, but again, yeah, I, I couldn't rope at the level that these guys. But but I, but I would yeah. I would say, you know, and I, I've got three boys, and they're great guys. And they, are are and, there. and they can do a little bit of everything. They're, nice. you know, they're well-rounded, you know, they're educated. Well, Lane good, drags bulls they're, they're, or they're, did? you they're, know. They're, they're good athletes. Yeah. Yeah. They can do a little bit of everything. But I, I told them, I said, if you're ever going to be, it's, it's cool to be good at a lot of things, but if, if you're ever going to be great at something and then that's all you do. You yeah. don't do anything else. You don't you know, Tiger Wood played golf. He didn't he didn't play baseball uh, and football and uh-huh. stuck in you know it. Yeah. he played golf.
2: So let's fast forward to here. We're we're, we're here in, in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. You're heavily involved in Vegas with rodeo. How's it telecast? How's this whole T V thing? How are you liking this? I mean is it a little Uh, uh
1: it's it, it it it's fun. I I enjoy it. This is uh, you know I've done T V in different, you know, capacity, you know since you know the, the, the mid '90s, yep. Doing it here is different because you know I'm, I'm more of a sideline guy. I'm back behind the shoots, so you don't you don't have the uh, interaction with the, you know, the other broadcasters with Jeff and Butch. Yep. So you, the only challenge is not speaking over them, and yeah. I'm not speaking over you. But we, the first night, I think it was. I think I think it was okay. I don't think it was. I don't think it was great. Yep. I think uh, last night.
3: I think it was. I think it was pretty good.
2: Hey, just like when you were riding, or do they do that you can go review tape? You can. Yep. You know. Well, y- you
3: know, I, <laughs> that's a tough thing to do—is watch your own self on television or hear it, isn't it? It's a little.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not big on watching myself. I do don't anything. listen to these very often. <laughs> I, I love them. Yeah. You know, they did a uh, kind of a. They did a couple thirty minute shows on Omni the other day that. I think they called them. Bullseye, something. Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. matter With matters, yeah. To oh, that's awesome. To I watch preview, them. Preview you and coming so,
3: on there, yeah. And
1: so my girlfriend said, "You know, let's watch them. I'm not, I'm yeah, watching them. You know, I'm not watching myself. <laughs> yeah. I even, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, I watch a little bit of the the, te- the telecast because, you know, I don't want to suck.
2: Yeah, I know. No, absolutely. And, you know, I want
1: I, 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 to I, 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 I wanna get better and yeah, you know." I've, I've called people that, that are my friends that, that I respect, and they will tell me, you know, this was good and this wasn't, and yep. you ought to do this or that. And it's kind of like if you suck, you know, I want, I want somebody to tell me so yeah, I can, so 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 I can you, fix absolutely. it. It's kind of like when when somebody has a booger hanging out their nose. Do they, I? They tell everybody oh, but that guy. But the guy. But yeah. That yeah. guy and, you you know, don't, a, so I know. If I do, I want them to tell me so I can fix it. Yeah. So yeah, I, so I I tell I, you, but I, I, yeah. no, I, I wouldn't tell anybody. I wouldn't tell Thank you. When I'm on TV, <laughs> if 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 I suck, I want you to tell me. I don't want you to go tell somebody yeah, else because
3: i I want to fix it. I want to. Yeah, yeah, What do I got to do to get better? 100. And you followed a pretty good bunch of guys with Donnie and J-Hub after
1: after and, after after the you know after the show I talked you know, I talked to, talk to Matters and yep. you know what do you think? What do I need to do? You just. And tell me what it. you're doing, how to do it. Matters. He'll tell met, you like met, it is. Matters is gold. He's yeah, a, he's he's a good guy. And, yep.
2: He will know. tell you exactly what you're doing right. That's, and what you're doing. You know, wrong. I don't,
1: I don't, <laughs> I don't, need somebody to you know, yeah schmooze me and pat me on the back and tell me I'm good when I'm it, not. You know. You so want to so, so when I came product.
3: up earlier and said, "Hey, you doing a good job?" You said, "Yeah, right." That's what he said. When I go, "Hey, it sounds yeah. great." Oh, little encouragement, but oh, I, it's
1: it's it's fun. I mean, I'm what I am now. I'm a I'm a bull riding fan. You yeah. Know, no, nothing more. I'm a Sage Kimsey fan. I'm a, I'm a Stetson ride mm-hmm. fan. You know, no, awesome. nothing more. You know, I, I always, I'm i always a little disappointed at guys my age that sit around and say, oh, all these kids, they don't try as hard as we did. And, you know, they, they you know. Okay. You know, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's bullshit. Sure it you know, is. These, it's these, these, these kids can ride. Yeah. They don't, they don't, their riding percentages aren't as high as mine was. But yep. the bulls are so much better. Day in and day out. I mean, the the video doesn't lie. Yeah. And, and so I, I I hear guys my age like, oh well, I can't believe you know they just don't they, they just don't have any try don't have any heart. And I'm like, you don't have a very good memory, but there's video of you. You can you can erode that some. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, exactly. I, 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 I seen you at the national finals land on your feet and yep. didn't appear to be the the, the, yep. the, the the biggest boldest effort. So,
2: you know. But were you going through that when you were young? Like what were they saying? This things about the young guys coming in. It uh, seems to be generational, I, I, this, right? I don't know what they did or they didn't. Yeah. I didn't give a shit what
1: they said. <laughs> That's right. And I still don't. That's you cool. know? You bet. Uh, you know? I yeah. I must. I try to be a straight shooter to myself, and I usually have a pretty objective. You know? Yeah. yeah. Right. If, I'm o- if I'm good at something, or if I'm okay at something,
3: or if I suck at something, you know, I I, I acknowledge it. You know. I don't try to sugarcoat. Yeah,
2: it. no, that's awesome.
3: You know, the '80s, we all had the tape with Bobby T and all of them talking. I rode bareback courses, but I still loved it. We called it the bull riding heroes. You know, the '80s, the Lonnie Whites, and then goes when you came in, and we'd watch all those tapes from Oklahoma City all the way to the first few in Vegas. Who were some of yours? Like we had y'all as bull riding heroes at your age because you're that generation and a half above us. Who were your guys? I mean, what was your favorite guy to watch or? You know, or, or what bull riding heroes did you have, I guess, would be. You know, you, you look up to guys like, you know, Donnie. You know, even Donnie and I are
1: friends. He's, he's a little hard to like sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Kind, kind, kind of like <laughs> probably, probably
2: yeah. no.
1: people feel the same way about me. But, you know, Donnie was, uh, you know, how, how I know Donnie was good and great. Not that he didn't win world championships, but he he, would, he did would kindly tell you how good he was and how great yeah. he was no. oh we had
2: him on the podcast yeah oh, you bet
1: you bet so yeah that's great. short story and uh, I think it was like 86 we're in Rockford Illinois the world's mm-hmm. self rodeo that Gander used to put on so on a Sunday afternoon me, Jim Sharp Lane Frost we fly in and we ride catch a cab back to the airport and Donnie's there and he gets in the cab with us and he gets in the front of course because he's the champ and uh well I'm the champion I'm gonna ride up here and so Jim and Lane and I in the back and get in the cab. And the cab driver said, Cowboys, huh? And I said, yeah. He said, you ride bulls? And I said, better than any. Damn, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever.
2: <laughs>
1: better than anyone ever. You see this back here, they ain't that's, that's what I was telling him. I said, I, I never knew you were great until you told me.
2: <laughs> You're listening to NFR Extra with our guest, four-time world champ bull rider, Tuff Hedeman. Let's take a quick break. Mmm. NFR Extra follows Cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Bryland Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind The Road to Gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147, on Sirius XM, every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year.
0: I'm Out Barry, four-time world champion steer wrestler, and this is NFR Extra.
2: Tuff Hedeman, here on NFR Extra. Hey, you brought up Jim Sharp. I got a question. Because I'm always fascinated by the, the feats and the records and the things that are set. Ten straight bulls at the NFR. I think uh, Robin and I were talking about this earlier, yep. right? And, and, and it seems like there was only three, right? How, I mean... Thinking about this, I think of baseball hitting over four hundred, uh, averaging a whole season like um, uh, a triple double in basketball, kind of like um, uh, what's his name from uh, from Oklahoma City, Westbrook. I mean, were, did you set those kind of things? Would you look at those things like when Sharp did that? It was like, man, I want to do ten straight. I mean, obviously, you want to do that. As, well, the year that he
1: wrote, he wrote ten. Yep, I wrote nine and a half. I actually wrote uh, ten, and I, I got pulled. A bull had big horns that I came down hit his horn right here Uh, the dumb rule and i and i got it i got a a zero so i rode nine yeah you always want to ride 10 but you know donnie used to and i and donnie's eight-time world champion and and he is one of my heroes and i just like to give him grief but i always (laughs) you know people always say well who's who's the best bull rider in your opinion you know i don't look at it as you know if you Using championships, well, Donnie's one eight, so yeah, that's unmatched. Right. You know, I, I always kind of looked at who's the best on their best day, who's who's the best guy, and I yeah. thought by far and away Jim Sharp was the best guy I'd ever seen. Wow! And how I would, and I would always offend Donnie. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said, but I said, you know, I can't help it. I said, he he was better than you, and he's better than me, and I'm not mad about it. You know? Yeah, right.
2: Makes the sport I, I got, better.
1: But you know, nobody ever rode ten bulls, yeah. TNFR. And Jim Sharp came and he did it, but what people don't understand, and this is this is my fact is this is how I back up Jim Sharp's the best I've ever seen. Yeah, over the course of t- three years, he wrote 23 in a row. Whoa, holy cow! Whoa. Over, over over a three year period, wow, 23 in a row. That's that's
2: <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> so the middle, <laughs> I see that's, how, yeah. that, that's pretty good. So do the math.
1: So, so, yeah, from yeah, from like it was like I think between uh. 80s, I'd say, 87, 88, 89, mm-hmm. over, over that three-year period. Mm-hmm. You know, he you know, but I can't remember how many it was, the first, you know, like four or five, and the next year he wrote ten, and then he wrote, the, the last one, the, the, what broke his streak was uh, in, in 89, when I ended up winning, winning the world, we're walking down the, uh, <clears throat> we're walking down the tunnel, and the uh, girl that was in the barrel race uh her name's beth broderick and she was a good friend of, of lane frost and oh nice and i'm walking down there and she said you know do you have a chance to win the world and i said i got no chance
2: so let, let's talk about what you got on that shirt right there the tough heatman tour what man what, when did you start that and you know talk a little bit about what how the impact in vegas that is and the tour and just look let's just call it the two minute elevator pitch for the tough heaterman tour
1: well it, everybody kind of looks at it it as it's new and this and that, it's. I started put, putting on bull riding events in 1992. Yep. You know the first PBR finals pretty much was in Fort Worth, and uh, in it was in 90, 90, 90, 93. Yep. And so I've been producing events. You know, I, I was still riding and producing events because after riding for 10 years I had I had a neck injury had surgery here in Vegas yep you know where I hit the ground in the the 8th round I paralyzed and Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: uh, man oh man didn't didn't think I'd ever you know ride again and so I had to come to the realization I mean I I might get a real job one of these days so I started producing events and that's the closest thing I've been to a real job so you know the first uh, you know Twelve or thirteen years, I did Fort Worth. It was, it was a PBR event. It was about an event of the year for oh, every absolutely. every year. Yeah. And then, it, then, uh, the, but the PBR was just a sanctioning body. You know yeah. I produced the event, and I. Uh, the, after I left PBR, first year it was a it was a PRCA slash CBR event, mm. and then it was a CBR sanctioned event, and now it just It's an independent tour. Back to where you started. It's an an invitational tour that has no sanctioning body. And it's kind of like a, to me, I think it's like a, you know, it's like a, I I just invite the best guys and, you know, I I still do, I'm going to do eight to 10 televised events a year. And. Right. It's like a, I'm an artist without a label, yeah, which right. is fine. I, I don't need an organization to tell me. And yeah. that's not the first how time to that's it, happened. How either. they do right. it? Because you know.
3: like George Paul, that was a non sanction back yeah. in the day, right? right? I mean, it was it's just
1: a bull ride. It's just it's a, it's an it's a independent. Yeah, you know, it's kind of to me. It's kind of like a select tour. I don't, I'm, I don't want to put on 25 events. Yeah. I want to put on eight to ten. Really, really good events that guys like Sage Kimsey and Stetson Wright want to come to.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're doing what you love and what you know. Yeah, so you're that's really not I'm working. It's what you're, I know how to do. Yeah, I, you're living.
1: You know, I, I like put producing events. And, yep. uh, I'm pretty good at it. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. not it's not rocket science. All you got to do is you know, be good to everybody, and it's it's not that hard.
2: Skip this to us earlier when we're going back in the '80s, but when you were coming from Oklahoma City and here, uh, we had Oat Berry on the other day, and he was talking. The, the many changes that it made to rodeo coming inside the Thomas Mack Center. Was there a bigger difference coming into the smaller a- arena riding? I mean, did it change anything for you guys when you had the openness? Or did, do, was do, that, does, I mean, did does, it really does, do anything? It Doesn't have any
1: effect on bull riding. It's, you know, team roping, steer wrestling here is, yep. is some. You know, they don't they don't have this setup very often. Yeah. But for bull riding, hell, you can do it. And we do it in the do, ninety do, by ninety. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. You yeah. know, I, I put a bull ridings on roofs of places, parking on lots. You <laughs> nice. know, I can go <laughs> bull riding anyway. He's not kidding. And, 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 you, and you don't you don't have to. Yeah. You know, the bulls are going to be confined to yeah. a pretty small area. No, if, that makes if, sense. If they're any good and they're the right
3: kind. Yeah, yeah while we're talking about that, and I know I don't want to divvy off into the same old bodacious stuff, but what do you think is your opinion? I like to ask this to the real contestants. What do you think the rankest, hardest to ride, meanest – not meanest, I all of them are mean, but – What's the rankest bull you ever remember? Of course, uh, leave out Bo, but what what do you think is uh, – You know, there,
1: there, there's a lot of them. It's like yeah. saying, you know, was Jim Sharp better than Sage Kinsey, you know? I see. I would say that the buck and bull of the year in 1985 or 86. 105, <laughs> 105 <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, 018 Cowtown, oh, 14 yeah. Pacific Belt, Mr. T., you know those bulls, they would be bullier this year. They're just they're at the same level, but the difference is now they're all good. They're all they're, buckers yeah, now. Yeah. You know you just don't have, you, you shouldn't have because there's so many good bulls out there now. I, I disagree. Some of the bulls that they bring here because again, they're just pieces of shit that know how to throw throw somebody off. Yeah. But yep. if you ride them, you're gonna be seventy nine. I got you. What do you think? I don't care how hard they buck if if somebody can't ride him because it doesn't it's matter it's bull riding yeah it's yeah. not bull bucking off you know yeah. pe- people they can say what what but people like bull riding if guys ride i mean if everybody gets bucked off yep. you know I that's mean, when you're clown yeah i mean that's they say you know it's just not fun it's not it's, exciting it's not, yeah.
3: it's not. I, I fully agree what do you think back to that real quick for most folks then i know i get a lot of this now when you ask is, we ask it What do you think the best bull ride that you ever made was? Whether you won or lost, got bucked off at the whistle, what do you think the best bull ride you ever made was as far as, I mean, damn, that that was was awesome. That comes in your mind.
1: Uh, When I rode J31 Bodacious at at Long Beach, that was by far the best ride i ever made. Because he was such a big, bad, strong, (laughs) you know, everybody was – Terrified him, you know. He, the good guys. Was, mm-hmm. yeah, I even see some good guys that didn't try very hard when they had. <laughs> Trying to get like jump champions. off real quick? Yeah, that's I mean, the best they, way to they, die, they, though. They, 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 they wouldn't. They wouldn't kind of all in, but I wasn't one of those guys. Yeah. Right, and, that's great. You know, I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to do that. Right. I, <laughs> you know, I, got, I, I got I got on him four times. You know, the first yeah. time I got on him was in was in Memphis, and I mean.
3: Was he new then? I mean, was he pretty new or, well, he, he, or famous? This, this
1: is when he had grown up. You know, okay. they rode him a handful of times when he was a three-year-old. But he, he was, was in just, the IRA. The, he went he to the IFR. He, he was a, you know, he just wasn't mm-hmm. filled out. He was like a big, skinny, you know, teenage kid.
3: Sumner had him then, but But, I guess, but, yeah. but once,
1: he, once he grew up and became yeah. the big badass, <laughs> yeah. the only guys that rode him then was Terry Don rode him and I rode him. He
2: looked like a rhinoceros. They, they, they know, but he, yeah.
1: but he was just a... For his size, he just real athletic, and yeah. he was he was up and down. He jerked lots and lots of guys down. Well, I, I never got jerked down. Just my style of riding wasn't the – Yeah, would, you pushed I, a lot. The, 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 yeah. the harder the, – the, harder, the more they tried to jerk you down, the better off I was.
2: You're listening to NFR Extra with our guest, Pro Rodeo Hall of Famer Tuff Hedeman. We'll finish our conversation after we return from the –
0: December in Vegas. What does that mean? It's time for the Wrangler NFR and the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas, the ultimate shopping and entertainment experience. Catch live shows on the Ariot Rodeo live stage, the Yeti Junior World Finals, autograph sessions, and much more. Open daily with free admission at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Visit NFRExperience.com for details. The Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. It's all here. Hey, this is Tracy Lawrence, and you're here
2: with us on NFR Extra. NFR Extra with Tuff Hedeman. We um, talked to Stetson over the summer about this, and we're talking about Sage. And Sage had referenced something. We were doing a photo shoot one day, and I don't know what it was the the images or, like, his photos don't turn out all that great uh, when people snap it when he's riding, right? And he said, he goes, my riding, my style is boring. He goes, but it's consistent. And then we talked to Stetson about that, and he was just talking about the approach that 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 Sage goes is a very consistent one, not all flare and flash, just consistent. I mean, what's the difference between these styles that we talk about? Where,
1: what I would say is Sage is like Jim Sharp. He just fundamentally does everything correct, and so you don't you don't see a lot of upper body movement. You don't see his free arm, yep. you know, moving around because. He's in. He's right in the middle. Yep. You know. He. He's not leaning back, putting pressure on his right. I mean, last night. You know, he he yeah. barely made the whistle, and that's usually. It. He's either in the middle or he's or he's bucked off. He very seldom do you see him like that. And I I saw him later last night, and I was laughing. At him. I said, "Gosh, I love it when you struggle." <laughs> yeah, you, know, you. you never it, see it. it because you don't because it doesn't happen. Correct. And he and he you know. <laughs> Donnie gay uh, his brother Pete, he, he, he said watching Jim Sharp ride bulls is the most boring thing yeah. he could think of. Because he just makes it look easy. And yep. that's exactly what Sage does. And you know, Stetson and Sage can ride the same bull and Stetson's gonna beat him probably two to four points most every time yep. because Stetson, you know, he, he rides a little more straight straight up and down.
2: Yep.
1: And when you do that he gets he gets a little more rock back, a little more pressure on his arm. So he, he 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 has a lot more movement. Yep. And the bull will be doing the same thing. But when Sage rides and they, they say, oh, well, he, he, he just didn't buck. He didn't have his normal trip. He yep. just nice oh, today. gosh. I yeah. And then, but when you – you, you can put them both on the same bull, and, and they look like they're bucking harder. Yep. With a guy like Stetson or a guy that, you know, rides a little – more up and down, yep. and a little, little, little further back because they have to, they have to use their free arm. They have to make mm. big, wild, yo moves, sweep, yeah. sweeping moves. But when you're right in the middle, there's no need. There's there's no need for
2: that. That's a lot of discipline.
1: But it's you know it'll you know he's going to get lower scores most of the time. But the, in the history of the world, the guy that wins the world championship. Has always been the guy that makes the whistle yeah. more times anybody else. Yeah, it's, it's it's not about the judging. People say, "Well, they don't." The judges don't like me. It's it's, it's it's all bullshit. Consistency. Make the whistle more. Yep. You know, Sage is the world champion. Yeah. Sage has never even beat. You know, he's like the globetrotters. Yeah. He, you know, <laughs> since he Playing started, <laughs> since he since he started, since he started, he's won the world championship True. every year. Yeah. And why? Not because his mother's judging. Yep. Because he just. Makes a whistle more than anybody. Yeah. And the judge doesn't have shits.
2: You're do saying it. he gets base hits and he just keeps them coming. Yeah,
3: every yeah. day. Yeah. It was a day in and day out yeah.
1: consistency,
3: consistency. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Trevor Brazil. When I think about that. Yeah. I mean seriously, I mean, I know we're talking about bull riding, but anyway, just you know, about you, consistency. You, you, yes. you look,
1: you know, I watched a piece of on a, what's the oh gosh they did they did a piece on two black kids out of, out of Houston. Yeah. 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 What I was it God. on a, uh, Ezekiel? Yeah. yeah, 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 Elliot, that yeah. was awesome. And, and it was, it was awesome, but you you have a couple of guys. One one says, "Well, he would he would have been a world. He thinks he'd been a world champion if he wasn't black." I'm like, "You ride at thirty two percent, okay?" Sage yeah. Kimsey rides at seventy yes. percent. Yeah, Oh, yes. 100, yeah. You know, yeah. One one in Get off in there. Right? In, in, I in, fully in, in, agree. In, in, in eighty in eighty nine, I rode eighty nine percent of. I got on one hundred and thirty some bulls, and I rode. I Eighty-nine mean, percent. I made the, the whistle there. Yeah. I, I, won, I won the world because I made the whistle more than anybody else. Yeah, yes. and that's that's all it is. It's the guy just,
3: that wins first, second, third, and fourth those, the most is going to be the world champion. It's oh, yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it, it, it
1: has nothing to do with Good. your skin color. It has nothing to do with who you know. Yep. You know how cool you are, how uncool you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what who. Yeah.
2: Ain't nobody working that but, out with the bull. The cool thing no. about bull riding for
1: me <laughs> was it. Black and white, you know? Yeah. You, know, you didn't have to know anybody. Oh, get me in or help me out, you know? Yeah. If you won, it's your fault. Yeah. If you didn't, it's your fault. And it's very black and
3: white. Yeah. Nobody helps you make the whistle. What,
1: what I did, what I, the hardest thing for me when I retired and you're in business, it's not always black and white. There's a lot of gray, it? <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I get I'm, that. I'm a, I'm a black and white guy. Yeah, yeah. It either is or
2: it isn't. Yeah. I well, got, I got yeah. to say this real yeah. quick.
3: Um my NASCAR days, yeah. Dale Earnhardt. Every time you ever saw him, and yeah. he knew that you rodeoed when we would go to the races and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, you ever see old Tough Edelman? He loved Tuff Edelman yeah. as good I, as I, anybody. In the I got world. I
1: got to know I got to know him pretty pretty well. And yeah, he was he was a super guy, and yeah, he was know. just like you. There is no yeah. bullshit yeah. with my, him. Mike, that's what my, I love about yeah. him. My, my boys. You know, got got to, got to meet him, and the first time they uh, had the race at Texas Motor Speedway, and I was out there and was supposed to drive in a Legends car or whatever, oh, or and, it, and it comes a downpour, and we're walking, we're trying to gather rain. And Earnhardt sees us and says, "Hey, come over here." And so we, we go and hang out in his trailer, and my boys watch watch movies, Amazing. and they go back to school. And yeah, and we went to races. And so yeah, was it fun? I, yeah, it was okay. We we hung out with you know Dale Earnhardt's trailer, and <laughs> and you know kids are like shit you know no, he yeah, did right. not I'm like, <laughs> yeah i said don't worry about it they don't they don't have to believe you it yeah, doesn't, yeah. No, do, yeah, doesn't matter right. but he, he was a good guy when I mean, every time we whenever we first started doing bull run in charlotte we would go there and you know he'd, he when he, he built his new place they called mm-hmm. it the garage mahal the garage mahal and yeah. me and uh i can't remember i think it's Bud whitman a couple of guys we went out to take a tour and say hey, come on out i'm gonna show you my new place and we get there and he's meeting with. You can see him in a in a conference room mm-hmm. with, with windows and there's three guys and they're all in their GM they're, and they're, all, yeah. they're all in their suits mm-hmm. and he sees the scene, just stops the meeting, and comes out, and talks to us, and awesome. you know, Tells his brother to take us
3: Dad. take us on the tour and he's a he was he was,
1: a, he, was a, he was a hell of a guy.
3: That oh. looked like a college campus when you went there yeah. too. <laughs> Di you know, was
1: you know, the similarities in you know what he did. You know him. Dying at Daytona is Mm -hmm. like Lane Frost dying at Cheyenne. 100%. You're not, you never in your wildest dream would think the best guy in the world is going to die, you know, Yeah. especially in a historic place like that. If you're the best at what you do, you're not supposed to die. Let me add
2: more to that. Let me add more to that. When Lane got hit, it didn't look like anything crazy. When I'm just, just kind of playing this out. And even when Dale went in that wall, you're like, he's fine. He's good. Right. Both of them, yeah. right? Just things yeah. that you commonly see within their sports, right. and they both, you know, yeah, they, they just, die. Yeah.
3: It's powerful stuff. This Crazy. is the best damn interview we've ever well, had yeah, right totally here. Man. We have
2: spanned the globe. Yeah. Great. No, yeah. Tough. This is... Uh, thank you so this much. This is fantastic. Uh, we know you got other things to do. Yeah. This was... I, honestly, our fans are going to love this, man. We you, you peeled back some layers for us. We've got some stories here. I know you're busy. Uh, uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm
1: not even busier than anybody else, but I, I would... Say one thing about Las Vegas. Yeah. Everybody owes, you know, Benny, Benny and Michael gone. Yeah. A debt of gratitude. And Michael gone, I've got to be really, really good friends with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's known Lane and Trevor, you know, since, since they were, since they were born. Yeah. I mean, they grew up, you know, in, in his hotel. And the first time I got hurt was in 93 here. And I was riding and I had a, I had like a, I knew something was going on in my neck, and on Friday, this was on a Friday night. Doctor Evans, who we lost this year, who yep, Jake sang, yep. he, he comes to me, says, you know, be in Dallas, <coughs> you know, the NFR was over Sunday. He said, be in Dallas on Monday. We're going to get you an MRI, and this is back when MRIs weren't as yeah. common as they are yeah. now. Right. They'd taken X rays, but you know, X rays you know don't show the tissue. But yep. I get on that night. I'm winning. I'm, I'm winning the average. I'm. I'm about to win the world again. I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ninety-three. In the middle of the ride, my body just goes limp. Mm-hmm. I hit the ground and I'm literally paralyzed. I can't move. It's I'm laying there. I'm laying there in the arena, and Dr. Freeman comes out and I'd say, I must have broke my neck. I said because I can't feel anything. I can't move anything. Oh man. Mm-hmm. And you think you think getting on bodacious is scary? Nah. Yeah. When you can't get up and move. That's scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what it did, I had a you know, I had a had a herniated disc and you get too much pressure on your spinal cord, it just shuts off. Oh wow. And luckily, you know, there was no damage. Yep. And then, so it came back, but I need the surgery right away. Michael Gahn comes in to the to the mm. to the ER and he said, you know, How you doing? He said, Are you happy with you know the doctors and Doctor Freeman? Luckily, there was a guy, I think his name was Mark Hayden, but he's a very, renowned. yeah, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a badass yep. surgeon. So they do surgery on me the next day. I'm in the hospital probably about, I don't know, maybe three, three or four days. Every day before Mr. Gone went to work and every day after he got off of work, he came, he came to my hotel room, or, or not Wait, to my hospital, hospital? and checked on me every day. And so whenever they let me out, he came, picked me up in a limo his limo he drove yeah drove me uh, straight to the airport put me on his jet <coughs> flew me home the
2: wow. cowboy myth of Michael Don so so, so, so,
1: so two years later mm. PBR finals yeah uh, Bo hits me in the face I get up and I'm walking out and blood's everywhere and mm. tell him a good friend of mine Bill Carnes he's walking right by me you know I said i you know, I must have broke mine must have broke my jaw because whenever I bite down, my teeth don't touch together mm. I'm bleeding <laughs> and and as I'm walking out I'm, I see people looking at me like turning away and putting their hand over their mouth and i'm like i must I must not look very good because it I remember every detail of it and it didn't knock me out at all it just kind of you know, yeah. stung me a little bit, so I'm walking out and I start walking up to the Sports medicine room. I start to walk in. Doctor Freeman said, "Go get your ass in the ambulance." So we go down. This is back in the Grand Garden Arena. Walk down there. Ambulance guys, they're back up watching the bull run I guess and, you know they think I'm in the, in the training room. Yeah. So I sit down there and I'm watching. Look him I'm watching Troy Dunn ride while they're trying to get the ambulance guys. Yep. And I tell Bill. I, I said, "Hey." You gotta, you gotta help me take my contacts out because my eyes are swelling shut.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh my
1: gosh. I, and then and it, you know it, 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 at the moment I wasn't like, oh this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. It was just it's kind of weird. I guess you know the adrenaline and whatnot but, put it all together. But I, but I was fine, and then they put me in the ambulance, and but then as soon as I laid down, that's when it, that's 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 when shit got ugly. Yeah, I, mean, I bet it did. It felt like somebody was pounding on you with a with a mallet. Well. I was in a the hospital, they they operated on me the next day. I think they did six probably six, seven hours of reconstructive surgery. Uh, probably I think four or five titanium plates. Oh man. The guy was trying to get a picture of me because I didn't I mean I didn't have a nose. Was, oh my goodness. Yeah. It, it was, was gross. And yeah. so I wake up, you know, I lay down in the in the ambulance and I wake up like two days later and I get up and I look in the mirror and my head's like it's the most disgusting yeah. thing it's like three times its normal size oh, I've man. got a big bag of drainage yep oh wow red green uh. just gross looking shit but same thing Mr. <laughs> Gun comes every morning mm. before he goes to work every day after he gets wow. off work he, come, he comes to my room and checks on me and then when I got out he picks me up takes me Took me to, to the, the Gold Coast because mm-hmm. I, they didn't want me to fly for, you know, like Pressure. another day or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I stayed there for I think one, maybe two days. Wow. Takes me to the airport, puts oh, me on the jet, flies me home. I, I come back six weeks later to the NFR. I'd lost like 26 pounds, and mm. I wound up getting on. And soon as I, soon as I get here. I go see him and he says, "God damn, I'm tired of flying you back." <laughs> he said, "Just quit that shit." Yeah. <laughs> and he I'm, said, "Yeah, I got I got plenty of money, but goddamn, I'm tired of flying you home." Yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> so, go to my so buffet so yeah. you so can get those twenty six so yeah. pounds so that's, back. That, that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> he is. Know?
3: He is such a he's testament. a testament. Wow. Uh, well, guy.
2: Uh, this is amazing to end on that note because Michael, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the the, the things that I know from my you know from the LVE angle gigantic right everything influences yeah. you know i mean it's it's amazing said,
1: every, every time i go kind of, first thing i do is go see him yeah. he's like "Yo, what do you mean you know i just want to say hi but my boys growing up he'd always look at me and say hey stay in, stay in school get an education and don't act like It's him i don't know i
3: wouldn't well, mind my kids hey Tough, this was awesome. This man. was a great. Thank interview. you for coming. Thank on. you. I yeah. know you're so oh busy with this, and you keep doing the deal over there. You you, you got a knack for it. Yeah. That. Hey, real I quick. can I compliment I, you? I, I, I thought it was I, great. I, I, you're my friend. I was too. looking.
1: I was telling people that they got there and they looked down there and they're looking at the barrels empty. And that's all we got. That's the best we can do. He so said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, oh, all, he's all we got. He's all we got. Man. <laughs> exactly. Well, this
2: Thank was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on, Tuff. You've been listening fantastic stories. Thank you. Thank you. Many thanks to Tuff Hedeman for hanging out with us on NFR Extra
0: want to experience more of NFR then visit nFRexperience.com and we invite you to subscribe to NFR extra on Apple podcasts Spotify iHeart Radio or wherever you're listening right now if you like what you've heard on NFR extra we would love it if you gave us a big five star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe
2: NFR extra all dirt all rodeo all year gotta make it out to Vegas,
0: where the big boys from with the rovers and the racers and the and And the ladies in the skin tight ringers in the cowboy hat.